The world is waking up, and you finding your way here today is no coincidence. The spirit world always has a way of guiding us where we most need to be at the absolute perfect time. I'm your host, Lindsay Morlock, and you're listening to The Guided Podcast, where we explore how the spirit world works on our behalf to guide us along our paths. This is where you'll learn how to live a life that is both conscious and connected, so you can supercharge your pathway to healing and open to life's magic and miracles. Come along this journey to see how guided you truly are. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to another solo episode of Guided. I am feeling especially excited to talk to you today about the topic of accepting new teachings along our respective journeys. The irony of this topic is that although I'm eager to share this information with you, I can't say that it was all that fun arriving at some of these conclusions. So I do hope that at minimum, this helps you avoid some of the pitfalls I found myself experiencing along the way. In speaking with some friends recently about all of the learning and growth I've experienced over the last five months since I moved across the country, well, It's been really messy, if I'm being completely honest with you. When I look back on my journals and the information that Spirit was giving me along the way, in hindsight, it's really clear to me how many lessons I've been moving through in what has felt like a very accelerated way. But oftentimes, I hear myself telling people that, you know, the past several months, it's been like drinking directly from the fire hydrant. Forget the fire hose. It's been a fire hydrant. You know, at times, the lessons and the learning felt like I was standing in the ocean and a wave would crash on me, sending plummeting to the ocean floor. And the moment I would stand back up, I'd turn around just in time for that next wave to crash. And just as you would expect in a real life situation, riding the waves of our growth and our evolution is no different than standing in the actual ocean sometimes. Sometimes we get to surf the waves. And I do believe that that's possible to just ride the waves. But other times we're standing in the waves trying to catch our breath as one after another continues to come crashing on top of us. And when we find ourselves in this place of the waves crashing overhead, it can be tough to find that strength within to keep going, to persevere, especially because there are times when constantly falling and having to keep getting back up again and again feels tiresome. It may even lead to feelings of weariness or apathy. And I'm saying that because I've experienced all of it. And yet I now realize that I could have navigated stormy waters in a way that would have led to less pain, in a way that would have led to less suffering in the process. Pain and suffering are part of the human condition. It's part of the earth plane experience. But I do believe that some of us are more attached to our pain and suffering than others. And I think it's important for us to understand where we are in relation to our pain and suffering. The degree to which we are attached or not attached to it is really important important in the journey. Because where we want to go and who we want to be requires letting go of things that no longer serve us. It requires letting go of the things that we're holding on to with a death grip. Change and uncertainty can be scary. And so when we are afraid, we have a tendency to cling to the things that we know, the things that feel safe, even if we don't want them in our life anymore. And that clinging in the process causes resistance. And the resistance is what causes our pain and suffering in the process. But there's definitely an easier way, and that's through the path of least resistance. When we're experiencing pain or suffering, let me assure you that you've chosen the path of most resistance. Unfortunately, 
I know this path a little bit too well, but I am changing my ways and I want to share more about that with you today because a big piece of what creates resistance on our journey is our beliefs and our perspectives about how things should be or what they should look like. Our perspective contributes greatly to how easily we're able to navigate the journey. And while I feel like I'm finally moving forward in my life with more grace and ease, the past few months have not felt easeful. It's felt effortful. It's felt stressful. It's felt overwhelming. And that's because of how my mind and my belief systems, how my ego essentially was shaping the experience for me and how I was allowing that to happen. And what I've learned is that the majority of all of this comes down to perspective. You know, maybe this seems like common sense to you. Of course, we all have the ability to decide how we're going to look at our circumstances through the lens of optimism. We're going to look at it through the lens of pessimism. But when it comes to our spiritual evolution, when it comes to things like learning our lessons and our growth, you honestly don't need to spend too much time scrolling through your Instagram feed to notice memes that normalize struggle as part of the journey. In fact, some of the memes I see actually glorify struggling as if we should wear this like a badge of honor. You know, rarely do I see a meme that shows how healing can be fun, how it can be full of magic and miracles. And I don't say this to invalidate anyone who is struggling right now because I myself have struggled, self-imposed of course, but I have definitely struggled and inflicted a lot of suffering on myself along the journey. However, what I'm now coming into greater understanding around is the reason why we struggle. Now, we all struggle for different reasons on the surface. For me, I'm incredibly triggered by making mistakes or making perceived mistakes, the fear of getting things wrong, the fear of imperfection, the fear of rejection, feelings of failure. They all trigger my stuff. So naturally, on this evolutionary journey, if I hold myself to a standard of needing to get things right all the time, if I am holding myself to some standard of perfection, if I'm not allowing myself to make mistakes or if I'm not allowing any room for error or not getting things right, I'm already setting myself up for failure. But this is counterintuitive to evolution because the whole point of awakening is our evolvement. And we don't evolve without experiencing contrast. We don't grow by getting things right all the time. The greatest lessons I've learned have always come from the mistakes I've made because in the recognition of where I went wrong, I also become more clear about how to do it differently the next time around. My mistakes were my pathway to success and the pathway to greater appreciation for my own learning and my own development. But when we think that this journey is supposed to look a certain way, if we make judgments about where we are or aren't along that path, all we're doing is pushing against the tide. All we're doing is creating resistance. And as I continue to learn in deeper ways that it is our resistance to what is that causes our suffering, it also becomes apparent that I have a big part in choosing my experience. So what is resistance? Think of resistance as the distance between where you are and where you want to be. 
And the degree to which we experience resistance really influences our ability to move through life with more grace and ease. So let me give you a real life example of how this has played out for me in a small way, but it actually had a very impactful lesson. I recently had the chance to stay with my mentor for a week. I was in a learning cycle and struggling to see what I needed to see. And I was struggling to take the steps in my life that spirit was guiding me to take. Now, these steps were all around how to best navigate some big life changes I'm experiencing. So there's a lot of layers to this transition. But the steps I needed to take kind of boiled down to more effectively processing my emotions, understanding my emotions and the messages they were trying to communicate in a more efficient way. How to not let my thoughts get the best of me and not allow them to tank my vibration. It was about how to trust the unfolding of my life and trusting my intuition. Now, these are things I have also been studying, fine-tuning for the past several years. And as I've mentioned on this podcast before, our healing happens in a spiral. It happens in levels and layers. So the similar themes keep circling back around so that we can learn them and understand them at deeper levels. But I am being asked to fortify my learning in these areas now in a greater way. And yet I know that, but somewhere within me, there was clearly a belief that I should already know how to do all of this perfectly because I teach it and because I've been working on it for what feels like a while now. So when I was staying with my mentor, throughout the week, she was pointing out to me maybe one or two little things to me each day that I needed to bring my attention to. For example, she pointed out a more effective way for me to process my emotions one day. Another day, she pointed out how and where I use humor to distract myself from understanding what I'm really feeling. Another day, one of her horses mirrored to me where I was going unconscious in my life and quite literally falling asleep at the wheel. And another day, her other horse showed me the strength of my own resistance. So these are just a few examples, but they were powerful examples. Things that literally took maybe five minutes to be, you know, pointed out to me. Now, when you hear them, you might think, eh, not really a big deal, right? Just this is awareness. These are just helpful things to hear and see and bring awareness to, all of which is completely true. However, I was in so much resistance to all of the feedback because my ego was determined to keep me stuck in my dysfunctional patterns that every time I received the piece of feedback, it felt like a knife cutting through me. And as a result, I perceived each piece of feedback as a threat. Now, I suppose it was a threat to dismantling my ego, which is exactly what needs to happen in this case. However, my reaction instead was to armor up and protect myself. That's what happens when we align with the ego. And when we armor up, not only are we protecting ourselves from the bad stuff, but we also prevent all the good stuff from getting in too. Now, because I'm a recovering perfectionist and I'm highly triggered when I make mistakes, every time that something was pointed out to me, I interpreted it to mean I made another mistake. I took it as an opportunity to beat myself up, to go into a shame spiral about how I never get things right. I used it as an opportunity to throw myself a pity party about how hard I work on my evolution and yet my best just never seems to be good enough. Now, let me be clear. None of this is true. All of these thoughts are just stories that my mind is making up, right? And it's all BS. 
I'm clear about that. But when we are in the thick of ego spirals like this, it feels real and it feels true. And we are in this trance, essentially, the trance of the ego. And when we are in that trance, we are not connected to the greatest part of ourselves, our high self. And it can be tempting to buy into the lies that the ego tells you. Now, the other thing you might notice is that you can hear from my thoughts that I had a highly disproportionate reaction to the feedback that was being delivered. On a scale from one to 10, I was reacting at about an 11 to something that in actuality didn't even need a reaction. After all, right, this feedback was in support of my evolution. And this is literally what happens when we are in resistance. We push against everything, even if it's good. Now, my mentor told me these things from a place of love. Her animals are healers. They were mirroring my behavior in support of my evolution. That's also from a place of love. All of this was done from a place of helping me to get where I most want to be. And yet, because of my own resistance to the feedback and the process, I struggled and suffered through each one of those interactions. So it wasn't fun for me. And I can't imagine it was fun for her either at that. That said, now that I'm on the other side of this, I feel grateful for all of that feedback and the experience because not only did it help me get where I am now, but the contrast helped me to recognize that my resistance causes a ton of needless suffering. And when we get clear about how we resist our own evolution, it becomes much easier to change that behavior moving forward. Now, let's contrast this with the fact that there have been many other times in my life that this same person has pointed things out to me and I didn't experience any resistance. Instead, I approached the feedback with a sense of curiosity and kindness with within myself. A sense of, huh, I should look into that. What is that all about? Can you feel the difference between those two experiences? The words she used probably weren't very different in either scenario. But how I approached the understanding, how I received or perceived the feedback, whether from a place of my mind or from the place of my heart, from a place of judgment or a place of curiosity, that shift makes all the difference in our experience. Because when I was in so much resistance, everything coming my way in that first scenario became fuel for self-punishment and being hard on myself. It became the reason why I wouldn't be able to get where I most wanted to go. And it kept me in this doom loop of feeling like I couldn't get anything right. But spirit wasn't putting that on me. My ego was putting that on me and beating me to a pulp in the process. That caused suffering. It was self-inflicted suffering, but it was suffering nonetheless. In the second scenario, I was able to stay in my heart and explore my circumstances from a place of curiosity and wonder, you know, what's this all about? Spirit does not ask us to punish ourselves when we don't get things right. They just ask us to see what we see and take mature responsibility for changing it. The irony here is that when it comes to accepting new lessons, sometimes we feel like self-blame and punishment are the pathway to self-improvement. I know I felt like that for years. And this misidentification leads us to stay in a place of pain and suffering. I've been there, but it does 
does nothing to change the behavior. I promise you. It only keeps you in the suffering of the old pattern and makes you miserable in the process. When we remain open to the things that happen in our lives and approach them with that sense of exploration or adventure, we don't enter into resistance of what is. And we also stop placing judgments on how things should be or look like, and we stop pushing against reality when it's different than how our minds would have scripted it. And I also think this makes a huge difference along the way. I've spoken with a few people lately who remind me of me. They work so hard on themselves. They are completely dedicated to self-improvement and their own involvement. And yet the minute they don't get it right, or start judging where they are or how they show up on their journey, it keeps them in the resistance that causes prolonged suffering. And you know, it's so much easier to see these behaviors in other people than it is to see it in ourselves. And I think that's why mirrors in real life are so important because it's so much easier to see clearly when we see it in other people. But we have to be able to turn it around and look at where it's happening within ourselves. I think we all have our own journey with pain and suffering, but but I'm learning now more than ever that we get to influence how much we suffer in the process. So moral of the story is that our resistance is what causes our suffering. And the more resistance we find ourselves in, the more we suffer. And the great news is that we get to choose how much and how long we prolong the pain or lack thereof. So I thought I'd share a few nuggets of wisdom that I've come to really solidify within myself in a new way as it relates to all of this. So I don't think we can stress enough the importance of remembering that we are here on this earth plane to grow and evolve. So expect to throw gutter balls. Making mistakes doesn't make you wrong or bad. It makes you human. It's a process, but I feel like we need to learn to embrace the messiness of our learning because our mistakes provide some of our richest experiences. And take a look at your personal perspective in terms of how you navigate your own circumstances or hardships. You know, notice how you're approaching your own evolution. Are you Debbie Downer or are you Susie Sunshine? I mean, I'm not one to often wear rose-colored glasses, but I do believe the more that we can shift our perspective to embrace life as an adventure of self-discovery that's constantly unfolding as opposed to judging what the unfolding needs to look like or how we should be showing up in the equation of it, the less resistance we find ourselves in. While I was judgmental of how many different times and ways I felt like I was learning the same lesson, it was because I wasn't actually learning it. And every time I got it wrong, it led me to the time that I finally got it right and truly understood the difference. You know, getting it right wouldn't have been as noticeable to me if I hadn't gotten it wrong so many times before. And it didn't need to take me as long as it took me, but it took as long as it took. And I have been in a place of suffering at times in my life for months and months. And the moment I move out of resistance or in those situations, the moment I moved out of the resistance, I changed my circumstances around completely and quickly. So the point I want to make here is that no matter how much we're suffering, no matter how far away from our goal we may think we are, we often aren't as far away from changing as things may seem. A friend of mine 
mine shared with me today that only 10 days ago, I think, I was in a place of resistance for was what was probably about a five-month period. And she was like, Lindsay, I can't even believe what you've turned around in less than a week. And she was right. All I did was take responsibility for the steps I needed to take. But my mind had me believing that I was a world away from where I wanted to be. And it just wasn't true. Was it uncomfortable to let go of the patterns that I held on to for so long in the process? Yes. But I'm so much happier now that I did what I needed to do. But I created a lot of suffering for myself in the process that in hindsight, I can see was completely needless. So another thing that I will say in the process of all of this are like-minded and heart-centered people in your life can really buoy you during these times. You know, one of the things I love about my friends and soul sisters is that they not only believe in me when I have trouble believing in myself, but they also have no problem calling me out and challenging me when that's needed too. You know, people who have been able to see me in my suffering, but also offer me the perspective that I might be lacking or point out where my resistance is. I'm so grateful for these people. And I'm so grateful to be surrounded by people who are unafraid of pointing out these things to me because it makes me better. And they also show me how to love myself through these things in a way that I've had to learn from them how to do for myself. So friends and soul tribe, your support system, they're amazing in this process. And the other thing that I will share is that Trust how spirit is moving you through your journey. My journey to this particular juncture on my path doesn't look anything like how I had imagined it or how I would have scripted it. And yet, as I now start to move beyond that veil of illusion, it's becoming so clear to me at the perfection of how and why spirit has moved me through my lessons in the exact ways that they did. I had to suffer. I had to struggle in order to get to a point where I had enough and I was done with the old patterns. And that was the catalyst for change. You know, and some days I really do take a step back and revel in the ways that spirit can help us to see what we most need to see for our involvement and how they move us through this journey. Although we may be putting ourselves through our own suffering and, and we may be put through our paces by spirit, I have no doubt that there is a divine method to all of the seeming madness. And it's always so beautiful when we come out the other side. You know, it takes however long it takes for us to get where we need to go. And although it's hard sometimes, I do feel like we need to trust that the timing of it is always perfect, that we are always exactly where we're supposed to be at any given point in time. And it's trusting that truth that can be hard for our ego minds, but it's worth making a commitment to. And last but certainly not least, trust that everything always changes. So whatever you're suffering from or whatever ailing you may find yourself in, know that the only constant in life is change and this too shall pass. So the sooner you open yourself to accepting the lesson, accepting where you are along your path, being open to seeing things different or through a different lens or perspective, the sooner you find your way out of that resistance and away from the suffering. And 
I can't say it enough, but it's important to be really gentle with yourself throughout the entire process. When we're going through anything in our lives and certainly going through times of of big transition or change, we often need more support than we believe we do. And times of change and uncertainty bring up vulnerable feelings. And so it's important to support and encourage and love yourself through them the best that you can. And I think we are all on a pathway of learning in this lifetime of how to love ourselves more fully, more deeply, and more completely all the time. And I think the challenging times really show us how we can show up for ourselves. So I leave that with you this week and I will look forward to chatting with you all next time. Bye for now. Thank you so much for listening to The Guided Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, I would be so grateful if you would share it with a friend or even leave me a review so we can ensure that it makes its way into the ears of listeners who need to hear these messages most. Until next time, may you remember how guided you truly are.